This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Alrighty, good afternoon, good evening, maybe even good morning. Welcome. Josh Gondelman is on the show today. I like Josh. I don't know him that well. And I'll never know him that well. No, I don't even know what that means. Uh, he's a good dude. He's fun to talk to. And, uh, yeah, it's a good show. I have some upcoming live shows coming up uh, July 17th, Asbury Park, New Jersey. July 19th, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Then I go to Iowa City, Milwaukee, Madison, Toronto. I'm doing some crowd work shows in Toronto. Tucson, regular shows, Phoenix, Missoula, Boise, Ogden, Utah, Spokane, Spokane, Washington, Seattle, Bellingham, Washington. Three cities in Washington. I know. More cities will be added. Go to toddbarry.com. Click on shows for that information. Todd Barry, at Todd Barry for uh, Twitter, Feral Audio for uh, this podcast and many other podcasts. What else is there? <laughs> That's about it. Here's Josh Condley. What did you do today, Josh? Oh, my gosh. I worked on a little piece of writing uh, that I'm working on to submit. I think to the New York Times, they do like some humor stuff occasionally. And then I uh, hung out with my dog. Really? Yeah. My well, girlfriend and I just got a dog. Well, oh, so it's new. Honeymoon. Yeah, it's the honeymoon dog phase. What is the... Uh... What kind of dog is She's it? a pug, uh, and she's old. We got an old pug. <laughs> uh, they're not super known for their longevity, so we're trying to make every day count. Right. <laughs> she's an eight-year-old pug. So what's that, 56? Yeah. So it's like adopting like a, a like an aunt or it's, like a cousin. It's like adopting someone slightly older than me. <laughs> but uh, I think about it. I think about that all the time. It's like the my dog is old like who am i to tell her what to do your dog's like yeah man should i join aarp i mean it's just it's, it's get like, those discounts but, but like it really is acknowledging something yeah <laughs> well that's fun it's real fun have you ever, have you ever see I, I like dogs but i've never I, the idea of walking a dog it's i don't even i don't mind the walking the dog it's just like whenever she's distressed it breaks my heart so much like we'll be if she barks at something in the apartment at um it just it like breaks my heart where I'm like, oh, like how how do I make this right? It's like having a baby that will never learn to tell you what's wrong. Well, it sounds like you love your dog, and that's a problem. I do. Yeah, it's a big problem. I started. I we we bonded immediately. I've never had dogs. You bought a dog? No, no, bonded. Oh, bonded. Yeah, dog. you were ready to jump. On that. <laughs> so I was, I was ready to get all. I was going to get all kill shelter. We, we bought an eight year old pug from a pet store. Eighty five thousand dollars. I don't know. Is that overpriced? Yeah, I thought that's just what the market was these days. $85,000 for an elderly, two-day shipping. Goober. Yep. So you got him at the pound, though. We got her from 
so we'd been looking into adopting and all the shelters to get like a small snorty little dog like that. They just go so quickly because there aren't as many as like, hey, do you want a 12 year old pit bull who used to live uh, just like above a dog fight ring? But yeah, not dog fight. And you're like, no, we can't have that in our apartment. So we I just tweeted. I was like, hey, does anyone know of like an inside track to someone who needs to hear it? <laughs> and someone like a friend emailed me and was like, oh, I, I just saw a guy trying to um move a pug i don't know if that's the word <laughs> price to sell yeah no he he had inherited it from like a friend of the family who had gone into assisted living okay because it just sounds weird to have like i had this dog for eight years then i gave it away no yeah so they just got they couldn't take care of a dog anymore oh, okay so yeah but it was it was nice so it felt like we were doing a nice thing but also we didn't have to go through the like application and like home visit by someone with a clipboard it's very intense the process yeah so we were able to circumvent that and just be like, look, you could, we could just have a baby and that would be faster right. and easier. Do you know Mike Sweeney? Um, I don't think so. He's Conan's head writer. Oh, yeah. But he used to do stand-up and he had this great joke about um, they asked him for references. He was adopting a cat mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's like, what are they going to do? Like, I'm sorry your references didn't check out. We're going to kill the cat ourselves. Because <laughs> 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 that's really what it is. It's, yeah. It's um, right. Like we're not we're not better than nothing, <laughs> or like right. we're not better than a crate in a amongst a hundred other dogs or whatever. Right, but yeah, I mean it's good. You don't want them just hand and here take our dog. Right. Yeah, we could have been uh, running just a a terrible pug fighting <laughs> association. Little, yeah, old senior pug fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the uh, senior PGA of pug fights, <laughs> or it's it'd be a like bridge. Little yeah. dogs playing bridge. Oh, that'd be so cute. Right, they retired from poker. They get too old for the high stakes <laughs> excitement. This is the longest I've ever talked about dogs in my life. I, we can stop at any time. No, no, no. I love I love not knowing what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> it makes it a better uh, podcast. Very spontaneous. So what is this thing you're writing? Because, uh, you know, I wrote three, not to make about me, but I wrote three essays for the New York Times. For the Times? They used to have a weekly thing in their magazine. Oh, cool. I forgot what it was called, but you just true stories, like true tales or something. I This is, um, I'm writing like a kind of a short, like New Yorker shouts and murmurs type piece about Airbnb. Do you ever do Airbnb? No. I've done it a couple times and it's always like slightly weird. It's yeah. always totally fine and slightly weird. Where the last time I went, it was in Los Angeles and my girlfriend and I got a place together and the the woman who we were renting it from was just like, oh, great. Here's the kitchen. We, there's bottled water and uh, some fresh fruit if you want it. Um, here's the bathroom. The uh, There's a hair dryer under the sink if you need it. Also, uh, we're not supposed to be doing Airbnb. So if your neighbor, if our neighbors ask, just tell them that you're house sitting, that you're cousins. And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't wanna, I'm not going to be your alibi. Right. Yeah, it's just like, here's some lies that I'm going to assume you want it, you're comfortable telling. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't owe you that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, how about I, how about the room's free now? Right. And then I don't talk. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's weird. On the way up, too, we, we had rang the buzzer and, my girlfriend Maris uh, and I were there, and a woman was like, "Oh, do you guys are you visiting a friend?" And Maris was like, "Oh no, we're go. We have an Airbnb, which is like before we were asked not to." And the woman just kind of like side eyed us real hard. Yeah. And she was like, "Ooh, was not supposed to say that here." You know what though? 
uh, don't do an Airbnb if you're not if you have to ask everyone to lie to you. Right. Like, I, I'm just like fuck. Work it out with your neighbors. Right, I'm not selling an eighth of yeah. cocaine for you. I'm just I, I just need a place to sleep. But she did have a hairdryer under the sink. Yeah, that was so really nice. I imagine you love that. So it offset. I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. I've need. never done the every time I you know I'll explore the Airbnb and then I'm just like oh I like I like that front desk clerk. It is nice. I, I liked it. It was. It was a cool experience. The apartment we stayed in, though, was... No, like, I was saying I prefer a hotel. That's what I mean. Okay. I, a hotel is good. Okay. I I think I prefer a hotel yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. The Airbnb, I think if you want, like, a nice location, sometimes that helps. Like, if you're like, I want to be in a neighborhood and not, like, the part of town where the hotels are. Right. It's sometimes nice. But, yeah, the place was decorated in, like, the apartment equivalent of hotel art. So there was just, like, those block prints that you get at like target that said like don't forget to be amazing today oh really <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to go to the pool don't forget to be amazing today also if my neighbors come by <laughs> yeah. just don't forget your, to lie keep your goddamn mouth shut did don't... you uh so what what neighborhood was that in la this was in like west hollywood yeah yeah and it was, i guess i thought of doing one because there's like some there's only like one hotel i think in los Feliz, which is like yeah. a fun neighborhood yeah los but there's a great. bunch of uh airbnbs but maybe next time yeah I'll it's, pull the trigger. I've never had one that was perfect, though. It's always like, oh, yeah, here's your, you get this entire floor of my house, and I'm upstairs, and you have to walk through my workbench to get yeah. there. It's like, mm, no. You have to walk over my bed. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's, a otherwise, it's style private. Apartment. It's completely private. Completely private. And there's bottled water. <laughs> and there's a hairdryer. What stuff. other cities have you done in? Uh, Portland, Maine. Oh, I was just there. I love Portland. Yeah, it's great. Great food. You did in Portland, Maine, huh? Yeah. What were you doing there? I was there. I, this is a few years ago. I was at. They used to have a comedy club up there. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was there, and um, just like a little vacation too, just hanging out. And, uh, so it was nice. It's like a good place to go and like eat and recoup the expenses yeah. on comedy. And there's stuff. uh there's good, uh, there's good food and coffee there. Yeah, it's, it's happening. I I like it. I that's um I think it's an underrated Portland. Well, don't get. If the word gets out on the Todd Barry podcast, <laughs> pretty soon it'll be, be like, oh, be Portland. Man, remember the old Portland before the Todd Barry podcast mentioned? <laughs> before Josh and Todd blew it up. Todd, Josh and Todd is like, oh, it's just, oh yeah, yeah, you here for the, because Todd and Josh mentioned it? Oh, God. It's just Hotel everybody. rates triple. <laughs> it's the power of this podcast. It's it's an incredible tool. So, so the New York Times thing, do you have like an in over there? Do you yeah, know? I was talking to a friend who edits over there. And uh, she was like, submit something. So I, I pitched her a couple ideas, and she was like, write this one up. It is weird because when I had my little essays in, and uh, there's something about the New York Times, the uh, – what's the word? The lore. That's not the right word, allure. But it's just it, people, oh, New York Times. Yeah. It's, there's like, you like could have written a book that's yeah. amazing, and it, they're like, oh, you had 100 words in New York Times. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think I got mentioned in the New York Times once in an article about someone else, and I had more people call me about that than like, hey, congratulations. Right. And uh, I was like, thanks, I did nothing. <laughs> and Oh, it was are... just a listing? No, it was It was somebody mentioned, I think it was Mike Kaplan. There was a little article about Mike Kaplan and his writing process that Jason Zeneman wrote, and uh, he said, like, I bounced an idea off of Josh Gondelman and Shane Moss, and people called me and were like, saw you in the Times. I was like, yep. They're like, I hear you're really nice about bouncing ideas off. <laughs> I hear you're friends with your friends. Is that true? <laughs> I heard that you, your friend called you and you talked to him. Yep. And didn't hang up on him. It's like, that's that's uh, newsworthy, certainly. What is the Mike Kaplan writing process? Because he's so wordplay, linguistic-y, and... 
yeah, I th- I think he he just writes a lot and listens to his sets over and over again. And what? Ugh. Not over and over, but he listens to his sets every every night sets. And, really? Uh, which see, is, I have a backlog of about 150 of them. Though. Yeah, I think I have every set I've ever done and never listened to any of them. You got to burn a few off. Mm-hmm. It's ba- yeah, it's so it's the last thing you want to do in your day is listen. Hey, let yeah. me listen to the set that I was tired of while I was doing it. Mm-hmm. The idea, the ideas I've already had and said out loud yeah, several this, times. But yeah, you always. Th- I mean, I guess there are times, but then there are the times where you don't record mm-hmm. and magic happens. Yep, and you just can't recreate it. No, and in this day of age where you need a new hour of material every three weeks, <laughs> like I do, it's uh. So, well, that'd be cool if you get that thing published. Yeah, that would be nice. I think it'll be really fun. So it's just an exaggerated version of that speech that the woman gave me. We're just like, that's our extra bedroom. Keep the door shut. Super haunted. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> just angry ghosts. Yeah, someone killed themselves in that bedroom. Yeah. Uh, we haven't cleaned it up yet. Anyway, um, there's bottled water in the fridge. Bottled, well, I, I made some gluten-free muffins. There is some Costco bottled water. Yeah. Cost me 10 cents a bottle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I drank it and then refilled it and put it back in the fridge. Seriously? No. Other than that, was it a good experience, Damon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to do it. I'll it was give it totally fine. I just, uh, you know, I think I went over the yeah, your Airbnb concerns. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> now, I uh, I think I first heard your name one of the first times was mm-hmm. when you did an impression to me for... I did, for Stick or Treat. Is that what it's called, Stick yeah, or Treat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I heard about that and I was like... My immediate was like, oh, man, what? I go, was it mean? I don't know who told me. And they're like, no, he's a nice guy. I wasn't mean. And I, I watched it for the first time this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I was like, I can't. I was like, maybe it's cool to have him on and say I still can't watch this. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, just fuck, just watch. And it was fine. <laughs> thank you. It was fine. I, it was actually really funny. And thank it, you. Because you always think like when someone does an impression, those are going to be like that one little line. They were yeah. like, which is probably something that is accurate, but you don't want to hear it. It just hurt. Yeah. yeah I, you don't I've know never been happy with an impression of me, in fairness. I'm always like, oh, that's me. Yeah. Maybe I'll do you on that fish sticker tree. <laughs> yeah, next year. But no, you, you you nailed me pretty good. Thank you. And except a couple of times, you used a lot of fox, which I don't. Oh, sorry about that. So uh, clean it up for next year. Yep. I'll I'll <laughs> thank you for the notes. Clean it up for next Halloween, and uh, yeah. How many? So that that's kind of that sounds like a really fun inside it's show. It's really fun, and it's especially fun. I've had good fortune on it. Like, I think you. But some people bomb really hard. Really? Because it takes more than like a good. Like I wrote some crowd work as I imagined you. Yeah. The that, crowd work in the style. of There was one work. line was like where you said this room holds 13,000 people. No, it hurt, no, this room is 11,000 square feet and has 13 chairs. I was like, oh, I wish that's actually something I would say. <laughs> so I was trying to do that. And I think people appreciate that because it, it just takes more than just being like. Once I'm on the airplane seats and just being like, ooh, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Or a better Seinfeld impression. You have to yeah, bring something to the yeah, table. Yeah. And bit. so it's just like, it's three minutes, but it feels like forever when someone is not doing well. Do a lot of people show up? I mean, I imagine it's, it's all comedians. It's pretty full. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a lot of comedians and then more people I don't recognize than I expect. Who organized that thing? Um, it, it's usually, I think it's Mark Norman, Matt Ruby, and Sachi Ezra. Oh, Sorry. maybe it was, maybe it was Sachi told me. I don't know. It's it very fun. It's, uh, have you done it more than once? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Who else have you done? I did Attell uh-huh. one year, and then I did I did Kaplan the another year. Um, oh, Kaplan would be fun. Yeah, he's real fun to do. Um, I think I wrote the whole set as him too. Like I just wrote jokes in his voice about Halloween. I feel like it would take me like three days to write something to to 
mock Kaplan because it's just it so like tight. yeah, it's like super yeah. I have to find a million puns, <laughs> a million Anna what a, what a, a lot of anagrams, anagrams uh, those homophones, all that shit. Yep, it's a lot. It's like a very dense writing process. It's not, be, it's not easy being Mike Kaplan, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, but that that was fun. I almost when I came here, I was like, oh, if I was like, what what do I want to talk about if it comes to like if do you ask? And I was like, should I mention that or should I not? So I'm glad you brought. Oh that yeah. Up. No, I don't know. It'd be weird to not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. The time he really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry. But uh, no, but that it was really better. funny. It was Thank funny. And, uh, and I saw one YouTube comment where it said, you destroyed him. And I was kind of like, hey, wait. And then I realized <laughs> I say that to people on stage, and I get it. It's fine. Are you going to do it on next? Last year, I missed it because I was on the road, I think. But I like to do it whenever I'm in town. Yeah. It's just super fun. And it does. It sounds fun. I like a homework show, too. Like, do you? Yeah, oh, I do. see. I couldn't do them all the time, but I just, like, I just get so tired of my act sometimes. No, yeah. I mean, I like, yeah, I, I like performing outside my normal element. Mm-hmm. But I, those homework shows, it depends. I, I like a reading where you can read something funny that you wrote because then it's like, oh, I can go back like five years if I want to right. to read something from them. I don't have to. And you can also just read it. Yes. Right. I don't have to memorize it <laughs> right. and make a PowerPoint. And, but I, I think those are fun. And, and you get kind of the benefit of the doubt of the audience, too, when they're like, oh, we're here to see this bit show and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there's also, it's less likely to have a crowd that's going to be shitty. They're not going to go, fuck you, right. I didn't like the way you read that, man. Right. Um, I, I didn't know I had to buy two drinks. Two They're $18 each. There is, have you done At Midnight? I've not done At Midnight. Well, that's a that's a day work show. show. I, I like that. I would I would like that. That's like a fun for me. It's just Yeah, it is a fun like show a to day do. Writing but it is a thing where you're like, God, I wish you'd give me this info a little bit soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's some, some things are just are not going to be good. Right. But it, overall, it's fun. They, cool. They give you cookies. It seems fun. Yeah. And everybody looks good, too, on it. Like, yeah? I, when you watch it, you're like, oh, everybody's funny and this is nice. Yeah, because I think the, the, the it not really being a serious competition. Mm-hmm. Like some people, I think take it seriously, yeah. but I mean, I I've lost two out of three times, mm-hmm. and I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> That's very big of you. I had came in second one time, and I've never come in first. But uh, you know, hey, there's always next time. There is next time. The uh, so you write for John Oliver? Show. I do. Yeah, that's, that's my, a cool gig. It's very cool. I'm I'm like very grateful to be there and happy to be there, and it's a lot of fun. How did you land that gig? It was just a lot of applying for various shows. Like I applied for, I think like twenty writing jobs in 2013, and it's you know a, a spot comes open, and then you write a packet. And I did a little work for Billy on the Street, and then at the end of 2013, I or the beginning of 2014, the last packet I wrote that year was for, um, for John Oliver's like show, which had not started yet, uh-huh. and they called me in to see if I would. They they were fully staffed, and then I ended up doing all the web stuff last year i did all the social media and then wrote like videos that john did just for the web when we were off we when we had off weeks and then this year at the end of last season they asked me to have uh to write on the show this year that's cool yeah it was really did you know that was coming or i didn't i and i didn't i was trying not to treat it as like i was trying not to act like i wanted to be a writer like i was trying to like kick ass at the job that i had that probably helped you yeah i think so because if you're just like if it's in your eyes too much yeah it's you know what i want right 
it's always um a pr- and they knew I applied but they knew I applied as a writer and I just tried to do a good job at my job because I feel like when you do that that's a better um showcase of what you're doing well you're also you did writing on for the web right? yeah 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 so I mean you, it's kind of just moving you over to the mm-hmm. TV show yeah and like they already know you and they know that you show up on time and you're not a jerk or whatever right that's I think so much of uh of working with someone because there's so many funny people i think so much of it is like is this person going to be a monster right and it's it's, yeah that like it gets i'm not a person who does well excuse me when i'm not being nice either like i'm not a person who who's like okay now time for me to be a hard ass like i just don't have that gear you're perfect no 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 no. (laughs) self-congratulating and perfect no i just mean (laughs) when things are going badly for me when i'm being nice i can't like I can't be like, and now I mean business. People are just like, no, you don't. You still don't mean business. What about like, uh, I'm kind of the same way, like with uh, customer service yeah. stuff, where I just, oh, I'll, you know, I just told my insurance company yep. m- moments ago, I go, dealing with you guys, I go, it's not your fault. Nice guy on the phone. Yep. Your company's a nightmare. Yeah. I've said that to people too. I, I forget what it was, but I go, look, I know you're doing your best and this is all you can do yeah. for me on the phone, but- somebody it is somebody's responsibility to fix this for me and then they go thank you sir and then do nothing for me they go thank you we understand your uh concern and your frustration and i get yelled at all day long and uh oh you know what the worst was this is um i I had a flight i had to change yeah and i called to change it and was just going to eat the whatever it was 250 dollar flight uh-huh. change fee and i went to go to the airport and I looked for my ticket, and, and there I'd never gotten a confirmation of the changed flight. So they said, oh, I, so I called them, and I was like, hey, I'm on my way to the airport, and I don't have a ticket. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Your flight was never changed. So whoever was on the other side didn't do it. So they changed my flight for that morning. I got on the one I needed to get on, which yeah. was great. And then I said, can you change the one for tomorrow, too? I want I need to fly out earlier. And they go, no, or we could, but it'll be a $250 fee. Uh, but it's only $75 if you do it at the airport because it will be within the 24-hour right. window. And I was like, you're not going to do it for me now on the phone? They're like, no, because that flight is from a different time zone, so it's actually an hour earlier there. I, yeah. You're telling me. It's uh, there. I mean, I understand with airlines a little bit. Like, if they didn't have that shit, then people would be like, hey, I want to move my uh, flight to Tuesday. You know what? Can you make that Wednesday? Yeah, And, and yeah, they yeah. would be doing no, that I all totally day long. I get understand. that, but it's like too, sometimes it's just like, you know, I, I asked – I'm on a 1 p.m. flight. Can I have a noon flight? Yep. It's the same That's all day. it was. It was it's, like, gonna, it's eight clicks on your computer. It was an 8 a.m. flight to a 6 a.m. dollars And they said, it's $250 if we do it over the phone, but when you get to the airport in half an hour, it will be $75. I, I think like, it used to be a lot easier. I think I remember yeah. just showing up early and go, can I get on this early flight? And they just go, yeah, go over there. I bet if you get there, they're nicer about it. It's. Uh, I think the key is not to get all airline. No, no, but no. But I do love talking about this shit. Is I think... You got to find the right. It's the individual, right? Like there's some people who are like, nah. but I think also at the gate, more shit happens than if you go to like they're officially. Yeah, definitely. Because then they're like well, by the book, but this one they're like, yeah, there's room, and they move you on there. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, insurance uh, complaining. <laughs> oh yeah, complaining. So yeah, so you didn't never got like, you just were like firm, but. Still. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, fine. So then I went to the airport and, you know, it took 10 seconds to change once I got there. But it was just like, why can't we do this? I feel the like they should give you like five of them a year, like yeah. five free ones. Yeah. And then if you get more than five, then you're like, all right, you're this guy's a pain in the ass. Right. But the worst is when they go, there's a change fee plus we're reticketing it as if you bought it today. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like okay. Why? If you, if you want to charge me $900 because I want to move a flight three hours earlier, I guess you can do that. Yeah, yeah there's, there's they no... Because by the balls. There's like, no... Con- they all agreed to do it. It's like, you want to walk back from Seattle? Okay, I guess not. Yeah, there's no airline that's like, come over here. We got you. Do you... Uh, do you... Uh, so back to the John Oliver show. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, I, I've, I've watched uh, not every episode, mm-hmm. but a number of them. Zero. No, I've watched a number. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love that they, how hard they hit one topic. Like, it's, it's cool. You really like learn. Like I learned about the whole the thing with bail. How oh, all these yeah. guys staying, just waiting because they couldn't come up with bail. Like, I didn't know about that. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's horrifying. Stuff. And it's um, the research staff is really good and grabs a lot of great footage and um, and great like studies. And so I feel like when I'm working on a piece, I learn a lot too. Uh, so it's like an, a fun. Do you have to be? Um, do you have to be a news junkie to work on that show? I'm not. Like, when, I'm oh, we're off this week. Then. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Fired. I'm like, uh, I um, I just make up most of the stories. Honestly, <laughs> just, yeah, I think that I think there was a, an election in uh, Uruguay. <laughs> yeah, somebody some, somebody's <laughs> voting on something. I think it's a new M M&M and M or <laughs> so it's. Uh, but yeah, I think when I'm off, I like am current with current events, but I'm not going into the same depth of like, oh, I wonder what's happening in Venezuela today. Right. But I think, and then, but when I'm in the office, a lot of the time is like a lot of reading the news. So I I don't feel like I have to show up, you know, like when we come back next week, I will have figured out what happened this week, but I don't have to go, okay, but what happened in every country last week? Do they tip you off? Like, oh, we're probably going to talk. I mean, they're probably going to do gay marriage next week Mm -hmm. if they haven't already done it. We did it. Yeah, we did it uh, last week. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. No, you just busted me there. I didn't watch. No, one. that's okay. I, would, I got a lot of shows I do at night. I can't be watching TV. Mm-hmm. No, um, so they don't. Do they give you like any? Or do you sort of have to? Do you try yeah, to guess? Some of the stories we know a little further out, and then some stories like we have a we have a there are shows that or stories that we have a better idea that they might do, and then stories that we have an idea like oh well, this probably isn't worth mentioning. What's the uh, work day like? It's um. We're like 10 to 6 plus, like a little, you know, a little bit more on either end, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. And it's reading the news and pitching and writing stories. When so that's assigned. just eight hours. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm there a little late on Sundays. Uh, and so if, and if you're working on a longer story, you're there a little Does longer. he do that show live on Sunday? It's not live. It's uh, live to tape shot at like 630. Where's that shot? Uh, clo- pretty close to the Daily Show and Colbert. Okay. Or where Colbert used to be. Uh, uh, Nightly Show now. The... Um... That sounds like a. That's like you want to hold that job for a while. Huh? It's really nice, and I'm like very happy, and I can't imagine being like peace. You know, like yeah. it's it's one of those things. Does that, it interfere with your stand up at all? I can. I'm out most nights still in the city. I can't go on the road much, which is fine. Um, it's worth it to like give that up a little bit because I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not a person that was ever on the road thirty weeks a year. Should start. be. Well, thank you. That's kind of you to say. No, I wasn't a compliment. I was it's just saying just, you should, I should have you a should better book. work ethic. <laughs> yeah, it was an insult. Thank you. Just to be clear, that was not a compliment. You nope. took it the wrong way. I, I am sorry about that. No, I, what I meant was it wasn't an insult. It was just like, I think it's good to go on the road. Yeah. I, That's I, what it was. I was never, I never shied away from it, but I wasn't one of those guys that was like, man, screw Iowa. You know, like I, I've gone. I'm going to Iowa. Are you? Where? Yeah, Iowa City. I'd had, I've done two shows there. And it's great. Yeah, it's I great did city. University of Iowa in... Is that Ames? I never... No, maybe not. Uh, 
I forget the difference between Iowa State yeah, and I always University get those of Iowa. Colleges. But I, I didn't go to Ames. I went, I think maybe it was Iowa City. Yeah, it probably was. It was great. Where the writing program is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so much fun. And there's like that burger place that the president the presidential oh, candidates I always go, go to. I gotta go there. Yeah. But they have yeah, they do have a good they have a good bookstore with a coffee shop. Yes. In there. I went to that. That was great. I forgot Prairie something? I don't know. Prairie Lights, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa City, you just got a huge chunk of my podcast you, time. You, you got the Portland bumps. <laughs> it's like a I'd say that was a minute 15 about Iowa City. But I I like that and I always I try not to be the guy that's like no, I only care about what people in big coastal cities think. Well, it's also the problem with that is it's that's just ignorant and bigoted. Yes, certainly. And there are like lots of great First of all, lots of great comedy shows across the country yeah. and like cool people. In and lots if you're of a cool cities. person, you get a little following, you show up in some slightly more, not less, slightly, what am I trying to say? Just a smaller A smaller city. market, yeah. yeah. And all sorts of cool people come out. Totally. It's and then, a... I mean, it's the same thing. Like you go to Dallas where there are a ton of people. And if you're, if people know your work, then there are more people who know your work there. Exactly. Are... It's great. Exactly. Uh, but it's totally, I think it's worth, I mean, I it's worth the trade-off of, like, having a really cool, fun day job for me right you now. You should quit the job. <laughs> you should quit the job and book an Iowa City gig. <laughs> just one? Just one, and quit just because of that. Mm-hmm. Just, I need to prep for the Iowa I City. I just need, yeah, I need six months of rigorous So how training. many weeks a year is, is the, uh, the we, writing job? We do, I think we're doing 35 shows this year, and then we really? have four weeks of pre-production. So we're it's like 39, 40 weeks in the office this year. Well, that still gives you a nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm away this week, and where are you, did you are you going to go on vacation? Um, I know I'm I'm doing a comedy club, and then I'm going to visit my girlfriend's parents after. Yeah, so I'm going to Toronto. Oh, that the comedy bar? comedy bar. Oh, that's a good one. I've heard that. Yeah, I'm that's good. I'm going there. Uh, oh, ju- cool. July thirty first, August first. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, that's a really that's like uh, I wouldn't even call that a comedy club. Oh, great. I would call it a comedy, little comedy theater. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, they. Uh, that's a good one. And I've got, you know, I do a couple colleges here and there. So you do? I yeah. never get colleges. I am not perfect for them. Well, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> I want to hear a guy my age talk about stuff. I feel like I've kind of aged out of it. I was, even when I was like a young, like, you know, even five years ago when I was closer to college age, I was like, Oh, I don't relate to like fun college kids. Yeah. I relate to like people that like comedy. Uh, you know, it's just like not I was never great at it. Yeah, they're uh it's just that intoxicating money that they offer. It's um it's like significantly better than most it's, things. It's ridiculous. Like I get $300,000 for a <laughs> Um, that might maybe that's the price point that's keeping him away. Anytime I I inch towards talking about money too much, I always I always pump it up with a little joke there to confuse the. You arrogance. always uh, reduce it a little bit so people I always don't feel tell, bad. I, I take it down to three hundred grand because I realize not everyone makes that. Anymore. Usually, it's one. It's actually one point seven million. Do you? Um, what other places have you gone on the road that you like? Gosh, I love Austin. Austin's good. Um, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Um. Where, I mean, I'm from Boston, and so I'm always, I always like going back there. That's always really fun. Um, Chicago. I haven't worked much in Chicago though. Chicago's um, good. I like the city. There's a lot of places to work in Chicago. Yeah. I. What have I done there? Why? I'm trying to think of why I was. Oh, you know what? I did the Brooklyn Brewery took me out on a tour last year. They have like a beer food entertainment festival that travels. Uh huh. And I did 
there was a 12 city tour and I got to do nine of them. So I did Chicago with them last year and I did Stockholm for the first time. I was Oh, I was there. Yeah. Stockholm's nice. It was really fun. Wow. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. That's uh, it was a blast. Remember what hotel you stayed in? I don't. Was it the Rival? I don't. It might have been. (laughs) It was great. Like a cool hipster hotel. Oh, no. It was like just a kind of a big regular. So they brought you to Stockholm. Yeah. It was really terrific. My parents had never been to Europe, and I had also never been. So I said, well, why don't you guys come over and hang out? I'm doing this one show, and we can tour around. And they were like, yeah. So my parents came, and the Brooklyn Brewery people, we were in Sweden for a couple days, and then we went to London. I did a couple sets there. We saw a play. It was very nice. And uh, But in Sweden, I was staying at a different hotel than my parents because they were putting me up. Yeah. And they comped my my whole family my parents and my sister and i to this like really nice tasting dinner one night and i just felt so nice like oh this was like a lovely thing that i was able to share yeah and it feels like i i'm doing this look right. <laughs> like you know it, it take kind of took a little while for it takes a little while for comedy to like bear fruit that is recognizable to your parents i think yeah so well then nice. i won't make my joke about how you ruined your trip to by inviting your parents. <laughs> that one was just brewing. I was like, oh, I can't wait to say this. No, it was lovely. No, that does that does sound very nice. It was really good. I don't think I would invite them every time I went overseas. I certainly don't invite them usually when I'm on the road. You should start inviting them to every road gig. Just you guys want to come like, to San Antonio? We can't keep buying these plane tickets, Josh. <laughs> just bankrupting my poor <laughs> retired parents. <laughs> I'm doing a set in um, Brooklyn. We can't. Yeah, I'm a, I've got a I've got a nine o'clock at Broadway, and then I'm doing an eleven o'clock. Do you guys? What other cities did you go to? It was, um, gosh, it was Philly, Boston, Austin, Stockholm, Chicago, New Orleans, which is awesome. Yeah, the show there was like not the best, but the city I I'd never been to the city before. It was wonderful. Oh, okay. Um, gosh, there are a couple more. Nashville, which is great. Yeah. I've performed there a couple times. That's really fun. And a couple more. Oh, D.C. was good. Uh, I'm missing one. But. That's weird that they were all like all U.S. and then And then there, there was also London, but oh. I, I couldn't do that one. There was London, Miami, Minneapolis, and I couldn't do those. Did you? Um, I like the Twin Cities a lot, too. That's always oh, fun. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Um, what was it? Oh, did you get your miles when you flew to? I did for those. You got to get I'm them like all. Not, I know. Oh, I'm God. not always great. But oh my god! The <sighs> I know this conversation. I knew again. this was. I knew that I was going to get this time. I've listened to the podcast before. <laughs> I'm flying when I fly this week. It's on an airline that I've never even Porter? heard of. Yes. You know why that's a good airline is because the Toronto airport is nightmarish going really? for customs. Yeah. It. Ha- I mean, it, last time I was there, I was just it was that kind of rage where you're like, I want to show how. Like I was a little bit slightly snippy with the eighth guy who. Did a pat down. Yeah, this is kind of like he's like, take this out, and I just kind of like plop yeah. it out of my. And, and you sure. can see he kind of looked at me. He's like, "Hey, you want me to take?" I mean, I was definitely being pissy, yeah. but it was also such a hassle. By the time I got mm-hmm. to that guy, I felt a little bad. I didn't yell at him, but no. also I'm not going to yell at someone who's can throw me out of the country. <laughs> yeah, certainly. But uh, Porter goes into a different airport. Oh, okay. It goes into an airport that's like in, almost in the city, and then you take a little ferry, like literally a hundred yards, and then you're in the city. That's great. I mean, you still have to go through customs, but it's much sure. more. It's like yeah. a boutique hotel of airport. Perfect. Yeah, I like a small airport. It's propeller air. Oh, and also Porter has like their whole lobby is like first class lounge. Great. Yeah. Very excited. And, yeah, but it's propeller plane, so I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? I did. Right? I did the. Um, 
the Aspen Rooftop Festival when Rooftop was in charge of it. Uh-huh. And it, that was really fun. But that's one of those like small plane into a tiny airport that looks like a ski lodge things. Yeah. I, I like those. I feel like generally people there, like the security people are nicer. They'll like push your bag through instead of being like, ah, you have to do it, sir. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, do you have the TSA pre-check? No, because I don't go anywhere now. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking about investing. How long does it last for? I think it's five years or something. Okay, then it's worth it for, what, 80 bucks? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the global entry fancier one, which is probably a bit overkill for my travel needs. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, it was like 100 bucks for five years. That's great. Super yeah. worth it. And it, hours it saves you. A- yeah. I, I always show up. I'm like a nervous show up super early to the airport yeah, person, too. too. Me too. And so that would be nice to get to do. I go on the road night. they like, when should I leave for the airport? And they're like, when did you fly? 11 a.m. Oh, would you leave like you know? You can leave nine forty-five. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. I try to go hour and a half early for domestic flights. Yeah, and then international. Sometimes I do get there like oh, whatever. But it's easy enough to hang out at an airport. Yeah, there's you got food, you got bathrooms, Hudson books. You've got unbelievably expensive Wi-Fi mm-hmm. at some of them. Hudson books. You can't the best books bookstore in the country. <laughs> Hudson books. The Temporary uh, podcast sponsored by. Do you so is the writing with John is it is he involved in He's very involved. Yeah, I think it's, I would think he would be. He's I mean he's really super funny and smart yeah. and talented and so like it's he it's all it all kind of funnels through him, you know, like if he doesn't want to say it on television, that's kind of the litmus test for it not happening or not happening. You know, because it's all he it's not one of those things where the host is just a guy to talk into a microphone. Right. No, no, he wants yeah, he's got a a voice and integrity. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is a good guy. I don't know him real well, but I do like the guy. Yeah, real funny, good, funny stand-up too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him in forever. I guess because if there's, it's obvious why. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not he's not out much. I think uh, I I'm probably out the most doing stand-up of people on the staff. There are a couple other comics, and but I'm out a lot just because I'm like compulsive about it. I'm like, well, I'll lose ground if I stop. You should. And I won't get you should be compulsive. Good. The, uh, well, what do I know? The, uh, <laughs> was it Kevin Avery writes on that? Kevin show? Avery does. Guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I ran Kevin's in... super funny. Who else is there? Jeff Maurer. Do you know him? No. He started in D.C. and he was a speechwriter for the EPA and he's a very funny stand-up and um, also a very funny writer. So he, it's the three of us are the ones that are kind of active stand-ups at this point. That's cool. Yeah. And you started in Boston. I did. Yeah, I saw a clip of you. Oh, man. I watched the clip. It was good from uh, Comedy Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were a teacher. I was a teacher also. Oh, yeah. I was a substitute teacher. Oh, nice. But you taught, what, like? Pre-K. In in a? In a private school. Private school? Yeah. For how long? Four years. Wow. Yeah. So you were the teacher? There were three of us. It was a team uh, teaching environment, which was great. It was, like, perfect. Because you said that thing about uh, taking, you made a joke about they gave you an appropriate touching seminar or something? Oh gosh, I don't remember that bit. You don't remember the bit? No. Uh, you see, the, the punchline was, well, it turns out I'm really good at not molesting children. Oh, because that's of, funny. That's, yeah. That must have been an old set. I remember that's from 2011. Was it really? Yeah. Gosh, don't pretend you don't remember. No, I sincerely don't. You but did yeah, that joke last night. <laughs> I was <laughs> watching you do it, it in person last, it, last night. But yeah, they're, it's like they're very. I. It, what's funny about teaching early childhood as a guy is like people that don't have kids are like, oh, weird. And people who do have kids are like, oh, that's really nice. There aren't a lot of men in that field. So it's nice that there's someone. 
Yeah. Because it's like, people are like, oh, that's creepy. And it's like, not creepy. With teaching kids is creepy? Yeah, like teaching little kids. They're like, oh, that's creepy that you do well, that. Well, what are other little kids supposed to teach them? Right. Like, <laughs> well, they think, because it's like all women. So I were it was a lot of the time it was like 19 women. And, and some me. women are creepy as well. That's totally true. St- uh, statistically fewer but it happens. Do you have the statistics on this? I uh, well, I usually come here with statistics about child abuse. But I remember when podcast. I was subbing. Speaking of inappropriate touching, I remember there was this. Uh, I think it was the school for the deaf that I, I subbed at for a while. I know mm-hmm. it was. But this little girl, like just one of the like one percent of the students who were actually nice kids mm-hmm. that I taught in New York City, <laughs> and she ran up and she like hugged my leg, and mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of jumped back. Yeah, it's like I but mean, even though it was completely innocent and and. Right, but it, you don't want there to you don't be any, want like, any sort to of look like weird. Did, has anyone ever? And you're like, yeah, one time his leg touched <laughs> yeah, my chest. Yeah, I mean, and then you're, it's all over. Yeah, I know. I was I was in a great program, and it was very like, it was not like super buttoned down. So it was like you know, if a kid was like was like tied, you know, on the playground and was like kind of dragging, it's like okay, well, I can pick them up and carry them in on my hip if they're you know if they're a little tired or sick or whatever and it was it was totally fine there wasn't that weird environment of like well you you better be careful because there was that time i remember that mick martin case do you remember that no where they just kind of railroaded an entire family as if they oh were all, yes like it was like grandma and all mm-hmm. grandpa were all molesting kids and it yep. turned out to be if i remember correctly just a bunch of hysteria yeah not that their crime does not of course that happens right it's a very but there was a time crime. you know there's no you know what i'm saying Right. But it, it was nice. I mean, like, I trust the other teachers and I all liked and trusted each other very much. So it was like kind of if if anything had been weird. Yeah. It, you would know that, like, the teachers would be like, no, I'm always there. And that never happened. Right. So which is nice. That sucks that you'd have to walk around worried about, like, oh, yeah. I'm accused of molesting a kid today. Yeah. It's, it would uh, be very nerve wracking. What, what a weird what a weird little segment we just had. Right there. <laughs> um do you uh, so you also run this modern Seinfeld account? I do. Yeah, I co-run it with my friend Jack Moore. Because I was looking at it today, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like you have eight hundred and something thousand followers. Yeah, it blew up really fast, like right when it started, and then just kind of like has been like a Twitter thing since yeah. then, which is wild. And it's it's it was kind of the first thing I ever had that people were like, "Oh, I know what that is." Yeah, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Did he? Did you? Um... Who came up with the idea? It was something I was just tweeting, like, from my own account, uh-huh. Seinfeld plot lines, and my friend Jack kind of jumped on it and was like, oh, this should be its own thing. Yeah. So he made the account, and then we started writing it together. Right. So yeah. it should just be you, because he sounds like he just muscled in. And, uh, <laughs> no, he's really good and really I don't know funny. I Jack guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sure he's a good guy. And Seinfeld, he did, I think I saw he commented about he's it. Mentioned did it, he not love it? Or? He, I think he was, like, a little... Um, I think he and Larry David have both commented publicly, but yeah. both like because people would ambush them, and be like, "What do you think about this Twitter? What do you th- is this yeah. a good tweet?" And they'd be like, "I don't know. It's not like I, I didn't write that, right. you know." So it's, I always felt like Larry David specifically was read one at a um, Q and A he was doing, and he goes, "I don't know. I don't think that was very good. It wouldn't be on the show." And it was just like the one at the top of the feed, and I was like, "Well, if Larry David loved it, that would be something would be wrong. It would yeah. Be, you want Larry David to complain about you, right? He is. A, he's yeah. He's not going to be like." He's not the most upbeat guy. No. And so it's totally like it's not it wasn't like if someone I really was like, oh, I hope they love this homage yeah. we're doing. It's just kind of a goofy thing to do. It was like that impression. Did, me. did um we <laughs> just offensive. We were like, oh, shit, you know, where I we I saw 
I've never met Jerry Seinfeld, but my girlfriend and I saw him in a restaurant once, and she was like, "You should say something," and I was like, "I absolutely shouldn't," and then we left. No, you were right to know. Yeah, he was Especially eating with people. Eating. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's no way he would have wanted you to do that. Absolutely. I mean, I think he made the right call. I, I think so too. I don't like. What is my Especially best? Especially eating. Like if you mm-hmm. met him at a club and he was sitting around. Totally. I think if we were at a even. At a club that I was just, you know, hanging out, a friend was yeah, on the show, yeah. but like, no, 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 no. just out in public. No, what, what restaurant was it? Oh, I don't, I don't want to blow up his spot though. Oh, because what if he goes there a bunch? I don't know. Okay, okay, you I'll tell you. I'll okay, tell you. Off and I will, I will have a premium episode where I reveal <laughs> where the it's name. just the name, <laughs> of, the just the name of the restaurant. Josh Goldman Part Two is just it, me whispering. It'll be a cool seventy-five cent download <laughs> where I reveal <laughs> a restaurant that Jerry Seinfeld ate at at least once, perhaps. Uh, perhaps twice, but definitely once. Yeah, when I did his show, uh, I did his comedian. Oh, yeah. We went to Coney Island, and people, uh, it was pandemonium. Really? Like, people, it was just like uh, iPhone paparazzi. Just people wow. right in his face. That's, and that's, he just barrels through. He just kind of like. It wasn't He just, has no choice, really. Yeah. that's That must be a bad way to live. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's. Um, imagine by now accepting of it. Yes, certainly. Um, uh, someone who's been enormously famous for yeah, 25 it's years. It's a little late to be like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yo, this is the worst. <laughs> I'm just going to stay home all day. I'll give back my 80% of a billion dollars and just to be a homebody. What is, uh, do you, I saw in your bio you said you did the, what's the marriage pact? Oh, that was just uh, a short film I wrote with a buddy, my friend Micah. Uh, do you know Micah Sherman? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's really I funny. I have to let him know if I can do some show he asked me to do. Oh, he's great. We've been emailing. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. And so we Mike. just wrote this, and I directed, and he started. It was like seven minutes. Do you write screenplays? I wish I did. I don't. I feel like I should. It's like one of those things that I should be doing. You probably have the software on your computer, right? I just got a new computer. There's like no software on it. Don't they load it up when you have a writing job? No. I had a writing job, and they gave everyone final. Cast. I just got like a person. I mean, I have it at work, but yeah. I don't. I, like, I just got a new. My I, my laptop was like decrepit, and I'd been kind of coasting on my work laptop, and was like, yeah. "Well, I need a new thing." It's time to step up. Get that. Did you get a MacBook get, Air? I did. Yeah, it's real good. nice. Those yeah. are real nice and easy to uh, walk around with. Yeah, it's great. I got the eleven inch one. It's just See, like teeny I, tiny. I debated that. Then I, because I was like, "Oh, you should get the smallest one you could possibly get." Yep. But then I was like. Then it's gonna be like not that I have, I have big powerful hands. <laughs> so I mean, you have little hands. I have. Huge, I do. I have baby hands. I have like you know bouncers' hands. Right, <laughs> that's the expression. <laughs> I have hands like of a guy who could kill you easily with his hands. Right, but is it too small the keyboard? No, it's not bad. Really? It's I was worried it was gonna be too small. It's like about the a little smaller, but like typing is fine. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I I mean, I just got it a couple days ago, yesterday, maybe. Yeah, you're gonna when you have. Uh, when you're at physical therapy, yeah, like car- for my massive carpal tunnel carpal tunnel system that syndrome that ended my career. When you have to take two weeks off of work because it's such an extreme case, they have to do surgery. They, I'll regret the MacBook Air. I should have wow, spent the ex- I should have done that. Too. Spent the extra hundred dollars for the yeah. It's like um sitting in an exit row. Or do you agonize over decisions like that? I often do. Yeah, like I if I buy like I just bought a new bed and just like God, it just back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, my my girlfriend is much more like this has to get done. So like not with a computer, but we were picking and uh, like a we just got a place together three months ago. Uh-huh. And so we were picking like a table and lamps and I would 
for me, it's just like, oh, whatever, I'll just sit in the dark. <laughs> and then she was like, we need lamps. So we would sit and go through um on like uh overstock or whatever and pick them and get them delivered but if hey, we big to, spender i don't i don't mean to brag but <laughs> we went on a cheap cheap cheapo <laughs> cheap. you probably find good stuff there especially it's just a lamp yeah it's not bad and we gotta we just like it was the first time i certainly i've ever lived in a place where i was like i can have we can have this the way we want and did so, you buy a place no we're renting uh in williamsburg oh so it's nice it's like i like williamsburg i like it too i could almost live there Mm-hmm. But what would stop you? Just Man- a Manhattan through and through, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just have this attachment to Manhattan. Also, like a lot of clubs, uh, you know, I could walk to the comedy cellar yeah, from here. That's nice. Um, and and other clubs, mm-hmm. and I just I think it would slow me down if I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna go f- an, commute an hour to go do a 15 minute set. Right. But it's I went into I came into Manhattan today, and it takes like to get all the way across Manhattan takes like, um you know 15 20 minutes yeah and it's not how many what, what stop are you on if i'm I, the no, that's okay. i'm the Lorimer metropolitan Ooh, that's rough but oh, uh it's nice no that's like two in we can take the g down to like union <laughs> hall and the bell house and stuff everyone who doesn't live in new york is shutting the podcast yeah like, oh, <laughs> subway I stops i don't want to hear about which train no take. i um i the place is, is nice it's like uh i've never lived somewhere nice before like as an adult yeah i i i want to live i'm in my place it's pretty nice but i want yeah definitely like I want those brick walls. Mm-hmm. Do you have brick walls? We don't, but we have like this is the thing that we show to people and people and everyone is like, "You've made it." As we have a washer dryer in unit. Oh my god! Yeah, it feels That's... very exciting. I looked at a couple apartments that had that, and I was just like, "Oh, I would almost live anywhere if I could have that." Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Is it? Is it? Uh, maintained, well maintained. See, that yeah, worry about that. It's like, nice. How long has it been sitting here? It's like a newish building. The washer dryer, fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's like worth it. You know what I mean? It's like, excuse me, how fancy does my laundry have to be? I have a. Uh, I was gonna make some stupid joke. <laughs> well, I have a fourteen thousand dollar washer. In my <laughs> Your clothes are quadruple so capacity. Steams it, irons it, dry cleans. The. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I've never had a thing where like I'm gonna go look at fixtures today. Yeah, I'm there. Like I've had posters that I've been like festival posters or posters I've bought that I've been like I should get these framed and put them up in my apartment so it looks nice. Yeah. And then when we moved in together, I was like, she was like, hey, we should decorate. And I was like, you're right. And then I went on Amazon and you know I measured the posters, went on Amazon, got ordered the frames, and then hung them, and it, it was not anything. Right. But I would put off. I literally put off doing it. For the three and a half years I was in my old apartment. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, yeah, I just had some curtains hung, 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 hang today. It's. Uh, I don't have that handyman gene in me. No, I. We had. We got tension rods for our curtains so that because I was like, I'm not going to do this right otherwise. That's yeah. My my window is just so wide because mm-hmm. it's such a huge, huge apartment mm-hmm. that I I couldn't do it. I can't even see the window from here. It's, it's. It feels like it's in a different zip code. It's one of the largest apartments in New York City. <laughs> I think it's in the top three. Top well, that's three. fun. Because uh, I love going to like Bed Bath and Beyond and yeah. shit. It's nice. I, I'm like, I've started getting into that now that I'm like, oh, I don't live with a bunch of other guys. And... So she sort of makes sure you're like, she's like, Josh, come on. Let's get in the she, shower curtain. She's not like Josh, come on, but she'll be like. I don't mean no, I don't mean annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, just, yeah. She's, she's on she's, top of it. She's on top of it. That's a great way to put it. She's not like a nag no. at all. But she's just like. Oh, this is a thing that needs to get done, so we should do it. Whereas right. if it were up to me, I'd be like, "This is a thing that should get done, so I will put it off indefinitely." Right. Yeah, we have a roof over our heads. Right. I don't need a blender. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> how how often do I blend? Do um is she in show business? I don't know if I've met her. She is. I don't know if you met her either. She works for Kickstarter. Um, she's their publishing outreach specialist. So she did. McSweeney's just did a big Kickstarter project, and she was like their point person for it that facilitated the whole thing, which was really nice. And um, and she's got a book coming out in October. Really? Yeah, based on her blog. Oh, we actually both have books coming out the same day. Good. We're easing into the plugs portion of my stuff. <laughs> no, we are. We're winding down here a little bit. What is? Let's plug your girlfriend's book. Sure. That's so cool. How classy is that? It's me? really good. What's your girlfriend's book? It's called Slaughterhouse 90210, the book, based on her blog, Slaughterhouse 90210, which is just like, it's very simple, but she does a really lovely job of it. It's um, screen grabs from like TV and movies with serious literary quotes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just very fun and cool. And she's done the blog for several, like maybe six years. And so, and the book is like, it's based on the blog, but then there's like kind of more to it. There's like explanations of how she curated the images with the text so she just finds movies where someone quotes no no so it'll be like um when something cool when something happens on tv that's notable like oh okay she'll take a screen grab of that and then find a literary quote that pairs with it as that's right all the world's a stage (laughs) it's that every day it's It's a clip of me it's a clip of my one of my stand-up specials and then it says all the world's a stage specifically that but it's that kind of thing yeah i mean not necessarily clip of me yeah like um gosh like it'll you know it would be something from like girls and then a quote from an author about like friendship or uh-huh. the uncom- the discomfort of growing up stuff like that what's your book my book uh, i wrote with my friend joe berkowitz it's called you blew it and it's just like kind of a funny goofy thing uh, it's like a guide to how to ruin your life oh. yeah it's like here's how to make your life worse I didn't know you had a book coming out. Yeah. That's exciting. I am excited. When is it coming out? October 6th, but it's available for pre-order on like Amazon and Oyster and such. Oyster? Yeah. What is Oyster? It's like a book website. I should know more. My friend Kevin works there. I should know more being as bookish as I am. Mm-hmm. Having written three pieces for the New York Times. I, I have a, I'm writing a book as well. But Are you? It's nightmare, huh? Are you, you're pretty, I bet you're more disciplined than he, I. Well, it's another thing where my friend Joe that I wrote with was like the one that was on top of it and it was nice to have someone to keep pace with yeah did you guys fight at all no we had we had a very easy process but like i i could imagine fighting because i was very much like he he was the one that was like hey we should meet and i was the one that was like well i can't do any day next week or like we could do it 10 after my set and he'd be like okay so he was just like very cool and dedicated to the project and so and it was helpful for me to see that and like keep pace so you just pitched it to a uh Publisher. We pitched a slightly different book. We wanted to do a fake pickup artist guide. So it was called, we pitched a book called Getting It Wet, The Nice Guy's Guide to Tricking Women from Friend Zone to Bone Zone. And we took it out to publishers and they were all like, very funny, but no one will buy this book. So we ended up, they were like, we like you guys. Will you pitch us something else? Something like a little more general. So we repitched That's- this. That sucks. I mean, because people would buy it, I think. I think so. And also, it's a good idea. It's like mocking that kind of... Yeah, exactly. How to pick up chicks thing. I mean, I feel like someone should do that. Yeah, it felt weird that nobody had... And so that's what we pitched. I, we still might end up doing something like that. Yeah, maybe if this first this first book. Is, yeah. This is your first book, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think we'll have, if it does well, we'll have a little more flexibility yeah. in the future. And then if it does poorly, they'll be like, I don't know, you want to write copy on cereal boxes? But you will get a lot of pre-orders based on uh, this, yeah. the Todd Barry podcast. I mean, after what it did to Iowa City already. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. Tourist Mecca. What else do you have coming up? anything you want to plug here and you have comedy bar because this might go up very soon oh great yeah i'm at comedy bar 
July 2nd through 4th, okay. if it comes up before then. And then I'm at the Shaskine in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, August 26th. What is that? It's like a little bar. They they book um, shows like a couple times a month. It's I think it's pretty fun and legit. I think Dan Soder's up there soon and Joe List. I don't know either of those guys. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're going to have to do better reference, points of reference. Than, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I can. <laughs> Joe List and... Uh... Dance, that's not going to work for me. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just else, uh, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld is not going to be there the, the soon. Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles will be there. Um, Miles, My, yep, Miles <laughs> Davis. Uh, so you got that in Manchester, yeah, and uh, that's in August, and that's like about it. I don't, uh, I don't get to go out that much. Tell me your various blogs and stuff. Uh, Josh Gondelman at Josh Gondelman at Twitter, uh-huh. um, and that's like kind of I'll post about stuff when that comes up, and I do a show at Union Hall, like quarterly called josh gondelman and people he admires oh wow. and so we should do another one of those soon that's weird i haven't been on that show i would love for you to, for you to be it's on that really show. really awkward i didn't especially want to play... with the title I... <laughs> it's like it's such a, super awkward i'm gonna delete this podcast i would understand that decision. no what were we gonna say no i was gonna say i didn't want to put you on the spot and be like now that i'm on your podcast will you do it but i would love for you to do it next it's time a union it. hall yeah does it pay it does okay i might do it okay uh, I'll take that as maybe. I am not going to do it. <laughs> People at home, I'm not going to do it. I'm still it. here. <laughs> uh, and it's, Do you have a website? Did we I do, yeah, joshgondelman.com. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Todd. And thank you at home for listening. We'll see you soon. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.